You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the heroes of Icon as they defend Cybertronian civilization from the remnants of Cybertron First to Lord Starscream's egotistical leadership and beyond to the unknown threats on the other side of distant stars. Welcome back to Empire of Rust, the one, the only Transformers RPG podcast. And I feel it's taken me this long to feel like I got a nice good rhythm going with the intro. Remember back on episodes like one and two, I had no idea what I was doing with it. I was like, hi, how you doing? (laughs) What's up? This is a podcast, I think, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then silence for like 10 seconds. So now you're no longer anxious about your inability to prepare. You're just complacent to it. (laughs) Oh, it's still crippling anxiety and self-doubt, but, you know, fake it till you make it, right? Right. Right. By now it's all just muscle memory for your mouth to be moving. Uh, I have, you know, we haven't done, like, a a check-in in in quite a while, so, like, how are you guys doing? You know, we've just kind of... Like, jumped right in and had some, like, weird little banter up front. But, yeah, I haven't actually checked in with you folks. How's everyone doing? We do a check-in every you? month, Michael. Every month <laughs> you say that. It's been a while since we've done a check-in. It's like every other episode for the listeners. <laughs> it has been four weeks, yeah. Four weeks for us, but only two weeks for them. You know what I've been doing? I've been rewatching one of the remakes of one of the best animes from the 80s. Oh, a remake? Anyone want to take a guess what that is? Star Blazers. Uh, Cat- Cowboy Bebop. Oh, they were probably the 90s. They're 90s, yeah. yeah. Or maybe Not Star Blazers. Or early 2000s. Oh, that's a good choice. Thundercats. They did do a remake of Thundercats. Yeah. 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 That'd be, well, that'd be kind of cool. Was it anime in the 80s or was it non-anime in the 80s? I'll give you a hint. It was the American cut-up version of anime in the 80s that featured some giant robots. Oh, you're talking about Voltron? Voltron, yes. I've been re-watching the uh, Netflix series, the uh, uh, Voltron Legendary Defender, and I still love it. It is still good. I can't watch the original anymore because I could tell the core the cuts. I just... My young, my young self didn't realize it was butchered, but now that I know that, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to unsee it. Well, it's like a lot of those shows, like you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, I love this, I love this, and now I'm like, okay, I see the formula. I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing the matrix. Like, it's not this sucks now, yep. but, you know. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, god damn it! I still think you only need to see about three episodes of Ultron. The first one, the middle one, where that character changes, and then the last one. That's really all you need. What about you, Adam? What have you been watching lately? Was it anything that's like Voltron? Well, I have been watching my weight go down a, a wee bit. I'm proud right. to say I'm under 300 pounds and have been so for more than a week now. Excellent. Excellent. Good Congratulations. Job, Happy days. But to get on to your question about what have I been watching entertainment-wise, because that that's is the only context where less of Adam is is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I, Adam, how do I get on this payment, Adam? Like, I mean, I know you had to have paid Rumi for that. Like, I could use some extra currency. So, I just you know say what you like. That's nice about me, and don't worry, the checks in the mail, and it should be there soon for you, Matt. Now, um, what have I been watching? I think. 
I have been watching over the course of uh, several months pretty much everything that Marvel has put out because I tried to watch like one of the Disney Plus uh, shows. I think it was Falcon and the, S- the Winter Soldier with my brother because I wanted to see it and I knew he had seen you know some of the Marvel movies. So he's he was probably okay with those two characters. Started up. He's like, who are these guys? I'm like, okay, maybe he just doesn't remember. I explained to him who these guys are. He goes, still have no clue. I'm like, okay, let's stop this and go back. So I went back to, uh, I think he said he hadn't seen Endgame, but he had seen Infinity War. So I'm like, okay, uh, we'll just catch up there. That There'll just be one movie. It's an awesome movie, so I don't mind watching it again. And, uh, sure. and then we'll continue on. So start up and like first five minutes, you know, the shown uh, the shown Hawkeye and his family there. I'm like explaining to him, all right, now this is why he wasn't in the last film. He was on lockdown, and so he was spending time with his family. He's like, I don't know who this guy is either. I'm like, what? <laughs> all right, how far back do we have to go here? Did you see this movie? I don't remember. Did you see this movie? Maybe parts of, but I don't. So you went. So you went. Thing. You went to Iron Man. I went. He Full went back to Hulk. Reset. Hulk is what he did. I went back to Hulk. I went back to Hulk. You understand oh, how deep that goes, ladies and gentlemen? Never go back to Hulk. I went there. <laughs> I went there for his benefit. And I led him. I handheld him through the journey because I had a list. I had a list of every Marvel movie in order, including the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D episodes the agent carter series uh i hadn't at the time of making this list included the netflix series because they weren't really canon intertwined they made references but that was about it uh and then of course disney puts them on disney plus and we all know that's going to end up having a crossover so they're on the list now and so over the last months whenever i've had free time away from work and prepping games and stuff like that, we have been binging like there's no tomorrow. Like every free second I have with him, we sit down and we go through and chop off more of that list. We went through all the movies. We went through all the series. We went through the Disney series. So we're just about done with those. And I've gone back into the first season of each of the Netflix ones just for context and uh we're just about caught up i think maybe moon knight and uh moon knight i think is the only thing that we have left to see that's new and available and of course uh the spider-man the no way home and uh dr strange which will be at the time of recording this uh opened up soon yep it's like five days or something that's when I. That's when I really want to see. What I've been watching. That's quite a journey there. Yeah, yeah yes, no it has. And if uh, if I get a girlfriend in the future who says she doesn't know anything about Marvel, that's the last date. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what kind of young supermodel she might be. If she isn't caught up on Marvel, she is done. You're not doing it again. I just don't have that kind of time. (laughs) 
I've actually not seen that first Hulk. I've seen the one that preceded it, but... Yeah. The Ang Lee Hulk? Yeah, the Ang Lee Hulk. I have not... For the longest time, I didn't realize that there was another one in between uh, before Iron Man. Yeah, it wasn't that cruel. I didn't go back to that one. <laughs> well, MCU doesn't acknowledge that one. <laughs> so, you're, so you're stuck with the Edward Norton uh, Hulks. Okay. That's that's fine. As as a starting point, yes. I mean, I have watched the Lou Ferrigno Hulks. <laughs> Not canon. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Do you have anything that compares to Adam's full MCU watch through? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Though I I have been rewatching Leverage, and I just finished the original series yesterday. Ooh. Um, because the new series is out, and I wanted to watch that. It had been many, many years since I saw Leverage, so I decided to take a trip and rewatch all of Leverage. I fucking love that show. It's a great show. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so now we get to start the new series, but um, but yeah, I just finished it uh, yesterday. So what's it about list lifting things? Lifting things up? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Leverage is a series about... Um, Five, let's call them criminals, that are working to help ordinary people against generally evil corporations and rich people that are doing evil things. That sounds yeah. really cool. Just, it's, and they each have their own role. Like one guy's the mastermind that plans everything. They have the grifter. They have the thief. They have a hacker. And then they have the hitter. Hit things. Exactly. They're they're, all, they're they're such they're all amazing characters. The character growth is fucking phenomenal. Yes, the it writing is. the oh, it's so good. I'm waiting for the uh, the spinoff called um, Fulcrum. Yeah, I knew, <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, a spin off. Uh, oh god, <laughs> I crack me up. Somebody has to. But that sounds pretty cool. There was a movie uh, a while back, uh, and I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's about this uh, this guy who got fired from like this this corporate nine to five job. Uh, like he was just completely like screwed over by his company, and then he just went on a murder spree that destroyed the company. And that's falling the, down. That's falling down. Falling down. Uh, I don't think so. Michael Keaton. Doesn't sound- Not Michael Keaton. Um, uh, Jesus, what's his name? He played um, Hank Pym in the Marvel. I don't think so. Very young. It was a long time ago. Like yeah. he, with a bat, like he okay. walked. He walked around with a bat. Maybe then beating people up. It sounds like John Wick's daytime job. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Douglas. That's what it was. That was a good movie too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think it was that. It, this had more of like a B movie kind of vibe to it. I wish I could remember what the name of it was, but. Yeah, it was like the the entire company was just like corrupt, like from the top down. There was one guy, like in it, like like this one kind of family man guy that the uh, the the killer just said, "All right, yeah, you know, you're you're a family man. I understand. You know, here's your one chance to walk away." And he did, and he's the only survivor. Did did he leave? But, did he leave with his red stapler? <laughs> <laughs> his name isn't Milton. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I do I do love a, a story like that. It's just that I haven't seen a whole lot. I certainly haven't seen Leverage, which is unfortunate because it sounds like it'd be a really cool series. It is. 
Yeah. It's free to watch as well. It's on what was used to be IMDb TV, which is now Freevee or something like that. But it's free to stream. Okay. I might have to, to take a look at that then. Not I right now, Mike. IMDb. <laughs> Let's just put this on pause for a few hours. <laughs> you're going to edit out the, pa- the pause or you're going to leave it in? <laughs> yeah, depends on how I'm feeling that day. What about you, Pat? You watching anything? You listening to anything? Anything interesting happening in your life? Um, I mean, I'm not watching anything other than like a, I'm in school and it's been nuts. So like I've just that's I've been doing school stuff. But I guess before I go to sleep, I watch like YouTube videos, like beatbox videos and yards being cleared and power washed and old furniture and tools being restored. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. People reacting to music, you know, that I like. So let me ask then, what is the appeal of of like a yard being power washed? Uh, well, it's like the yard, it's, they do yard clearing where it's just like, oh, look, this, ha- this house is overgrown. And then they'll time lapse clear the, you know, the yard. And then they'll like buzzsaw all the edges and all that kind of stuff. But like, I find power washing like that, something about it to be very therapeutic. So watching like an entire yard and house kind of get a, a makeover is nice. Satisfying. For some reason. Yeah, it's satisfying. Uh, oh, and like video game people watching people playing video games like exquisitely that I just don't have the time to learn. You know, I remember you mentioning that before. What was the the last one you seen? Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, it's like vampire. It's like a it's like vampire chronicles or something like that. And then there's one called uh, Steam Frost. Oh, damn it! Steam, damn it! No, it's like a, it's like a survival horror sort of thing where it's like eternal winter is coming and you're in the last city on earth and you have to just pretty much keep people warm as it gets fucking colder and colder. And, but it's like dark and well-written and, um. Is that the one where they live in the, is that Metro? Or is that- no, it's not Metro. I, I, I was, I was just watching it earlier today. It's like, it's like Steam Frost or Frost Punk or Frost Punk. Frost Punk. Frost Punk. Frost Punk. That's what it might be. Yeah. About 15 listeners just yelled it out. <laughs> Thanks, <listening>. guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what it is. I haven't been watching any TV shows just because like they'll, they'll often suck me in. Like I, uh, so like I, I'm halfway through the final season of The Expanse, but like as soon as I watch the next one, I'm going to watch three or four hours of it. So it's like, I can't commit to that because <laughs> I, because I know myself, like I'd never just be like, Oh yeah, let's just watch one. Yeah. I'll have one chip too. You know, it's just like, no, not happening. I get you. And lastly, how about you, Matt? Anything you've been watching, listening to, how's your life doing? I feel like I never see you anymore. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah. I don't really watch TV, but, uh, um, I attempted to watch the Monty Python and discover, discovered I don't have a DVD player. So, that was fine. <laughs> um, I mean, I do what I, media wise, I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm driving. And so, that's something I, usually it's history ones, but I like sort of like the cryptozoology ones. My favorite is like Cryptonaut, Astonishing Legends, Totalis Rankium is history one where they rank Roman emperors. <laughs> very re- highly rec- all highly recommended who's at the top of the list Empire of Roast or something like that I'm not sure what it's called 
It's got some funny metallic name to it. It's just up there to make it feel better. So you said you are listening to a, a podcast that's ranking Roman emperors. Who's at the top of that list? <laughs> if I gave that away, they would probably lose anyone who would watch an entire first season of that. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth that's it. That's fair. Hilarious. By next episode, I'll have that info and I will release it. Because, yes, <laughs> I can take that much malice. Yeah, but you won't know which episode they have the inflatable horses. What? <laughs> they have inflatable horses? They have inflatable horses. Damn. You'll have to, you'll have to listen to find out. Damn, damn. <laughs> um, I mean, how, how, how could it be not, how could it not be Marcus Aurelius? Marcus, no, it's not Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> he oh, wouldn't I be think- the best... No? Yeah, Pat and me. Well, both they on rank that it. One. They rank it how interesting they are. So, oh, like Nero. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sort of thing. Is, I mean, someone they they have like categories where like you know how how much how well did they fight? You know how well did they? Um, uh, okay. How well did they govern their country? You know, so the ones that are really abysmal might get a lot of points for just being interesting. Like Domitian got a fair amount of points. Caligula got quite a lot of points. Um, <laughs> As you do. But also ones like uh, Augustus, you know, got a lot of points. And uh, some of the, like, uh, what's his name? Eh, doesn't matter. Uh, there, there is a one called Poopy Anus as well. So. Poopy Anus? Poopy Anus. Not kidding. Anyway, I've, I think I've shilled for them enough at this point. Um, <laughs> I've also been playing some PS2 games because that's what I have. Anything fun? I just replayed through Simpsons Road Rage almost twice. Ah, nice. That's like my favorite driving game. I got a movie and game reference. In Tron, which I recently rewatched on my own. Not as part of the MCU. Yeah, there. No, not as part of the MCU. There, the original Tron. There is a, uh, there is a game character in the movie. I had not hmm. noticed before, and he's rather famous. Any guesses? I haven't watched it in twenty years. Pac-Man. You're correct. It is Pac-Man. Oh, nice. Pac-Man was in Tron. Was in Tron. Yeah. Oh, weird. Anthropomorphic nice. Pac-Man. Uh, I'll even no no. It's just up on the screen. I will even tell you exactly where it is. There was a point where uh, Sark, the, the bad guy, is uh, checking on his workers on his ship there. And he, uh, the workers are like blowing to the left of him. And then he turns to the right and checks out a really large screen. And it's a very, very elaborate uh, Pac-Man board. And there, there you can see Pac-Man in the background just going along. Yep, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> just, that's funny. I guess it makes sense. It's very air yeah, appropriate. Dots and everything. <laughs> dots and everything. Man, got to spring extra for the dots. Uh, wow. I, I don't think they – yeah, it's possible because there's not a lot of them. Just enough so that, you know, at a glance you can tell what it is. But somehow I miss it the, the first, I don't know four times I watched the movie in my youth. <laughs> I think Pac-Man was still probably pretty big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the exact year it was released, but... Interesting. Uh, speaking of uh, old games, though, I just uh, picked up the Chrono Cross remake 
or the remaster for the Switch, and I have been playing that. Uh, it was an old PS1 game. It was a sequel to Chrono Trigger, and yeah, I haven't played it in like forever. So I've heard it's go- I've heard it's good so long as you don't like think of it as like oh, it's directly following Chrono Trigger. Like you know, there's differences enough that you're kind of like loose basely on it. <laughs> I'll totally base, agree with that. Face loosely, not loose basely. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's something completely different. That's, that's, that's very different. Yeah, yes. You need a loose face to you know, contradict the acid. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one other really important game that I haven't played in a long time. Oh? This one. Let's get on with it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You're having a little Man. trouble finding a segue. <laughs> I, I look. I'm the Segway Master over here. I just need a little help every now and again. Uh huh. Twenty eight minutes later. Listen, our audience loves us. So fuck you. <laughs> AKA, we anyway, have a lot of goodwill we can burn through. <laughs> anyway, moving on. All of you just heard from Windblade that she suspects Starscream is sabotaging other candidates' chances at the election. You've already found that um, Fast Track has dropped out of the race. And of course, uh, our dear Ambassador Sweet Spot is no longer with us. So we have two candidates down and... Oof, only about five more to go. Isn't Lord Scourge, like, missing or something like that? Uh, Lord Scourge is still around. Depth Charge hasn't been heard from in a little while. And there was an assassination attempt on Windblade's life. So when last we left, we uh, all of you were in uh, Magnum's building mode, right in the middle of a busy intersection in downtown Iacon. Not all with of us. De- with Denizen directing traffic and passersby away from Magnum. So let's pick it up right where we left off. Windblade just told you that uh, if if something isn't done about Starscream, then the fledgling democracy that uh, Iacon is now now a part of is uh, in jeopardy. So what would you like to do? I know we had a, a couple discussions about you know making it politically un, you know, poli- trying to force Starscream to stop trying to assassinate people by saying you know how do you is this how you run an election or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. can you can you keep order in your election? I mean you're in charge and everyone's getting shot at so. Make it political, politically un, un, unattractive for him to be killing other people. Uh, I also had the idea maybe maybe we can use the Silverhawk or Skyhawk or Silver Talon. Was I right the first time? It was Metalhawk. Metalhawk. I knew it was me- <laughs> <laughs> the you metal. You got the metal and the hawk part, but it's not in the right order. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can get the Iron Parakeet to be. Like uh, their base of operations or something like that might be a little bit safer for the candidates. Yeah, I think you mean the Steel Haven. Steel Haven, yes. Because Metal Hawk is the plaza that you guys fought in way back in the chapter two, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Steel Haven, yeah. Since we're sort of under control of that. So you do have a a couple of things that you can start investigating kind of right away. 
Windblade's bodyguard is in the hospital. Uh, you can speak with Lord Scourge. You can try and track down Depth Charge. Uh, Windblade is still around here next to you, so if you have any more questions for her, you can talk with her. Uh, you can attempt to talk with Fast Track. Uh, and the last candidate that is still around is uh, Damascus, whom you haven't heard that much about. Uh, the other thing that you can do is you can go right up and talk with uh, Starscream if you want. So you have uh, you have some options. She hates Damascus. Do we know why? Uh, you're not quite certain yet. Has not come up in conversation. Um, <clears throat> the attack on Windblade was, I think you said it was five days ago. So that was the most recent, I'm assuming? Uh, yes. Okay, so maybe we should um, talk to Chromia then, since that was the most recent attack. Sounds good. Is that the bodyguard? Yeah. Yeah, did, did she did she see anything? Like, you know, did she see who tried to attack her, or was it like a sniper shot? Or was it like a knife in the dark sort of thing? Uh, and Windblade will, uh, will answer you. In the beginning, it was a shot. Chromia managed to push me out of the way of the first one and dropped her panic shield on me, but the second shot hit her. It was quiet for a few moments, and then I saw her get punched, and something that neither of us could see kept hitting her. This continued for minutes until the Diplomatic Corps emergency response team arrived. The panic bubble automatically sends out a homing beacon but she was already unconscious by the time they arrived. Thermot camouflage. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not that. Do we know of anything that could do something like that? I believe I do. An invisible robot. Well, yeah, but the how is the important thing. Thermoptic camouflage? <laughs> possibly, if it was uh, technical know, technology that applied the effect, or possibly it could be that there is a, another bot practicing in the ways of power manipulation. No invisibility power. Correct. Is that a thing? It is. Can you elaborate on that? Well, sure. I can <laughs> can, can you do that now? Oh, yes, sure. I I can do that. <laughs> right. So the power that I'm talking about is the ability to mislead people. And to prove my point, I will make use of that power one time. What, what does that mean? So... Uh, while you're doing that, um, Carapace and uh, Carapace Wildstrike Magnum, if you want to make a quick culture check to determine uh, how else this could be happening, you're welcome to try it. We do it with Agris, do an engineering check to see how it might be done mechanically. Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, culture, I have a 21. Oh, wow. You're pretty cultured today. Yeah. Culture does a bunch of yogurt. Wildstrike got a 20 and Nyko got a 15. Nicely done, nicely done, okay. And uh, Zagras got a 34 on the engineering. And Yay, culture. And a 32 on culture. Nice. 
Uh, so Wild Strike and Carapace, both of you know that there are things like hollow generators to uh, to disguise people. Uh, Carapace, you yourself have uh, the attention deflectors, which are kind of like a, a, a lesser version of that. That's more cam- like chameleon than invisibility and standing in the dark, you know? <clears throat> Um, but between like those two things, I mean, both of you kind of think that like, there could easily be a technological item uh, that could render someone invisible, even for a brief amount of time. Okay. Well, you said that he got they got beat up without becoming visible for several minutes. So that's correct. You know, Patrick knows how crazy that is. Carapace is like, why are we talking about this? You know. <laughs> <laughs> And Pythagoras, yeah, you uh, you recognize that there is a technological as a technological aspect to this. Uh, there are things that can cloak bots, but generally they're not going to last for several minutes. So you don't quite think it's a like a, a device, or you don't think it's a piece of armor or anything like that. Uh, if it's technological, it could be a uh, another transformer that is granting this ability, uh, much like how you, how um, Magnum can grant uh, bonuses to Pythagoras now in his hat form. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so, so yeah. Does it seem like possible that it was someone there actually being invisible or more likely that something was coming remotely, like force projection from externally? From the description, uh, you would think it's someone there, but unless you actually spoke with uh, Chromia or got a more of a first-hand account. You really can't do anything more than that. Okay. That's what I think we're going to have to do is get get her account, get her medical record, and if there's any security, I'll ask Windblade if there's any security footage of the incident. Uh, Adam, what do you want to talk about for uh, for Bridger your power there? Okay. So, uh, while I'm standing outside, I will make use of the power, and then I will turn towards the door... Uh, Magnum store and say, all right, this is part of what this power can do. Um, Wild Strike. Yeah. I want you to charge me. You can use your jet mode if you like. Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) And I will brace for the impact. Uh, May I uh, interject here and say, like, please don't. I just had it, you know, clean in here. No, no, I'm going to try it. I can do with less of your concern, Magnum. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Carapace is just cheering you on right now. (laughs) No, I already know what's going to happen. This is wonderful. Carapace is like, oh, I can't wait. All right, nose first. (laughs) Nose nose first, what does that mean? Oh, my God, he's coming right at me. (laughs) Is that the first time I've heard that? (laughs) Well, if you have to go, I guess this is a good way. All right. Um, do you need to make an attack roll? I think so. I thought the target got a saving throw. Yeah, you get a saving throw to dodge. Okay, and you also That's need to is. make a will saving throw. Let's see. So what is it? Reflex save. I need to make a will. You're you're making a will save, and I assume I'm making a reflex save. Yeah. You're not in his way. I'm in his way. <laughs> yeah, I veer towards Magnum. <laughs> but she didn't open the door yet, so I mean, <laughs> unless you open the door first, but and yeah, so I got a two for my reflex save. 
I can, Actually, I think it might be one. I can eat for my reflex save. Oh, it's a zero. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Oh. And and Wild Strike, did you make the will save? Uh, I got a seven. <laughs> all right, so fails all around. <laughs> yep. So uh, Wild Strike is going to plow right through the illusory double of myself. And then I will um, come out of the invisibility, you know, over to the side of Magnum and say, you see, that's how that works. <laughs> so what happened to Wild Strike? I assume he hit the ground. Nose first or nothing, as he likes to say. <laughs> well, he, will he fit out the door in his jet form, I guess? Or are we all going to go for a ride? <laughs> I, you know what? It's high or low good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! High <laughs> always. And I rolled a fifteen. I think it's safe to say that you you managed to pull up at the the last minute, like transform, pull up at the last minute. Uh, you go flying through the door, so you're, you're you are going to go through the door, uh, <laughs> and you manage to land and skid to a halt. Uh, outside Magnum's uh, doorway, uh, right in the middle of traffic, unfortunately. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was a jet merging. <laughs> At, after emerging. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. But you became visible after? I disappeared, and there was a... Um, a holographic image of myself where I was standing. I walked mm. away safely, challenged Wild Strike to charge me, and he charged the the illusion of me while I was completely invisible. And then after he went through it, I just turned myself back visible again so you could see, you know, how that worked. So could you beat someone up while you were invisible like that? I could. I could stay invisible even after the uh, illusion of me. Went away. Really? Right, so. How long can you stay invisible for? Uh, I'd say probably. Um, what level are we? <laughs> That's a meta question, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yes, it is a meta question. I'd say probably about eight rounds or. 30 seconds. Was, yeah. And maybe a wee bit longer. So. Alright. So, if. This assailant was using something maybe more powerful version of this. Is there a way to detect it? How would you uh, how would you overcome that sort of thing? Uh, you know how to use it? I'd say it probably have to use some sort of um, uh, mysticism. We'll see what kind of power residue there is in the air. Give a little sniff. We would look. Did I detect the energon? She was there. Uh, if you said you were going to check, then I would allow it. But I didn't did check. Not. I didn't check what it was happening. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell was yep. happening. <laughs> so, so I don't know. All right. So, um, so Windblade will answer your question there, Magnum from uh, from earlier. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> uh, if there was any uh, security, was, cam uh, uh, security cam footage, yes. I don't know. I didn't see any. But it was late at night, and I may have missed it. it might be street cam footage. Um, we can check into that. Anyway, maybe you got lucky. 
Because even on Earth, there's cameras on every intersection these days. So. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, letting Windblade use the, uh, the Iron Eagle as the, um, as their base of operations? And any other candidates that might want to be a little safer? Upside of that is, we probably are under control of it, and it's being in a starship is reasonably out of the way. Downside is if we put every candidate in it, it's an easy way to wipe out all the candidates, if you do manage to figure it out. (laughs) I appreciate the offer, but we are in the middle of a campaign, and I can't be seen to be hiding. If you think I need to stay there to help with this investigation, then I will, but I need to make public appearances, and I can't run a campaign from the ship. It's yours to accept or deny. It's just have it make it available if you want. Maybe when you're not campaigning. I may take you up on it until Chromia is out of central reclamation, but I have responsibilities with the council along with my campaign. All right. Um, how about this? I'll set up. Uh, I'll set up the Iron Eagle to do uh, you know synchronous orbit around over. Icon. I both hate and love you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Talent. Um, the aluminum duck. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> to feed them telemetry about... To basically aid in sort of knowing what's going around on around the candidate. And that she can to help protect, you know, as an additional protection. And we probably can offer this to the other candidates, too, because we're not trying to be biased here, but although maybe we are. So. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, we really don't want any of them to get killed. At least Pythagoras doesn't. <laughs> Can't speak for everyone else. But, I mean, as an, an eye in the sky to help out their security detail, that might be useful. Because if there's like if there's like someone coming up from behind that they don't expect or something like that, yeah, you can send a message over to the Steel Haven and and get the the ship going. Um, it hasn't gotten any uh, our Silverload hasn't gotten any new any new orders from anyone. So, yeah, I have a question. Yes, you, the big one in the back. Yes, um, as much as I <laughs> despise uh, this whole concept of magic. Like anything else, it's subject to natural selection. So if there is a version of magic that allows something to go invisible, there must also be a version that allows it to detect such things. Is that true? Good thinking. I'm not well-versed in the more unusual abilities of Cybertronians. Right. We didn't have many outliers on Kaminus, but... If your friend Denizen has the ability to create illusions, then she may be able to answer that better than me. Denizen? All right. Denizen? Actually, there are some powers that allow you to see the invisible and see the unseen as if you're looking through true eyes of the universe. However, I don't have access to those powers in particular. There is a... A power that would allow you to detect technology in all of its uses. But, again, I don't have that one in my repertoire. The only thing I could possibly have 
for helping is my own knowledge of the existence of spells or the absence thereof with uh, the mysticism skill. But I don't think that would be as good on the fly. Okay. Might help if we come up with a countermeasure, though. What do you want to go first? You said you wanted to uh, see Chromia first, if I recall? Yeah, I guess so. That's my um, vote. Yeah. You are in Icon. It is in central. It is central reclamation, which is in the city. You could walk there. You could call up Steve Buscemi. (laughs) (laughs) You have options. Oh man, Steve. We haven't seen Steve in a while. Yeah. Is there just public transportation? Like, can we hail a cab? Yes. While we're driving there, Sagris is gonna. Magnum's going to switch to computer hat mode, and they're going to connect to the computer system to try to look up if there's any street cam footage at the time. We'll get make sure to get the time and day exactly when this happens so we can narrow it down. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Give me a quick computer's check before we get to central reclamation, then. Is this an access unsecured systems? Uh, certainly not, no. <laughs> The, uh, the the security camera footage is going to be a secured system. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Computer hat. Computer hat. Maggie needs a theme song when he's in computer hat mode. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. So I get uh, plus four. So that is 22 computers. But it also says the DCs for all other uses of the computer skills are reduced by five. So if you want to translate that, it would be a 27 if you don't change your DCs. Cool. Magnamax is a tier 4 computer. Nice. This that is pretty beefy. Okay, so yeah, you get access to the uh, city security grid. Uh, I imagine you'll also... You probably have a bonus to that too as well because uh, you're you're actually working for the... The, the, the city, you know, you're working for the, the the state officials. Yeah, I mean, that would so, count as, as unsecured probably because like, anything I have access to already, I don't need to hack into, so I just need to find gotcha. it. Uh, but yeah, so you uh, you search through the database. It actually takes a little while because there's a, a lot of footage and it takes you a few to narrow it down, but you manage to, to get to it before the end of the ride. Uh, and it looks like that whomever was attacking them, or attacking Windblade and Chromia, managed to blank out the uh, the security cameras in that area. Uh, you think likely with an EMP, pol- or an EMP of some kind. So there's a, is, a, is there just a gap, or is it covered with noise? Uh, it's effectively just black. Uh, in fact, the, the footage actually stops at that point, and it doesn't pick up until the next day when uh, a tech went out to fix the the cameras. Alright. Then I'll check the power systems to see if there was a power surge where it might have come from. It takes a bit of juice to do that if they were using a, if they were using the city power. If not, then I can't find anything. Or do a scan sector and start trying to figure out the di- diameter of it. Uh, okay. Uh, there is... 
It seems very, very localized, almost uh, targeted. So you would imagine that uh, whomever did it targeted though like that section specifically. Again, it is a very, very narrow field. Uh, it doesn't extend more than than like 10 feet, 10, 15 feet or so. Very narrow, very targeted, very specific. All right. Uh, what about satellites? Do we have any satellites that might see something like a Google Map type thing? Google Earth. Uh, Nothing that is... I'll save the trouble. Nothing on that one. Cybertron. Google Cybertron. <laughs> All right. So, no no luck with the cameras, guys. It's. I mean, obviously, someone knew there were cameras there and blotted them out. So, we're probably going to have to go... We might want to go to the scene of the crime, too. And you do know what, uh, what the scene is. Windblade was able to tell you the exact location. Okay. Uh, you get to Central Reclamation, and you walk through the, the hospital wings, and up to the main reception desk. I'll switch back to Magnum mode before I go in there. Uh, what can I help you with? Yes, uh, we're here to see, um... Chromia. Chromia, yeah. Yes. Seventh floor, and she prints, and she, like, a. Uh, uh, not prints out, but like fabricates like a like a little security badge for you to get through to like up to wow. the seventh floor. Uh, I must have, I must compliment you on the security of your facility. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'm like that was incredibly easy. <laughs> <laughs> and you are, you know, friends or family? <laughs> well, she didn't even ask who we were. So. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, seventh floor it is. That's funny. Pile in the elevator. I'm staring intently. I push a button. Damn it. You stop at the fifth floor. I'll get off. Doors open. Surgery. No, no. Get out of the fifth floor? Oh, okay. I just know that as a person, when I've been, when it stopped unexpectedly, I have gotten off without realizing it immediately. Especially if, if, <laughs> if every floor looks you. the same. <laughs> well, I worked in a building where the, most of the floors looked sort of the same when you got off, and there was no numbers on the outside, so... That'll do it. Where the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> All right, get back on. Damn it. Damn it. Good denizen. <laughs> the door closes back up. Uh, by the time you get back in, uh, Dennison has already pressed all of the other buttons for all the floors. So you do have to stop at six for a moment, but it gets up to seven with no difficulty. And as soon as you get off, you can hear the elevator moving on to every floor after that. No, uh, when we get off, I put my hand up in front of Dennison and be like, no, you reap what you sow. Come find us later. <laughs> 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 Is it gonna do this all? <laughs> you know, with that many buttons, she may never leave. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> all right, and <laughs> uh, oh, your <hero> point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Zero points for everybody <laughs> except Denison. <laughs> Uh, uh, I completely I deserve it. that. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Even though technically I said I only pushed one button, the DM assumed, rightly so, that I pushed all of the buttons. <laughs> just failed your will save. I just couldn't get to my fidget thingy fast enough. Left that on the ship, Denizen, or you have that with you? Oh, crap. I think I did leave it on the ship. That explains a few things. All right, uh, we'll, f- we'll find uh, find uh, Chromia's room. So up on the southern floor here, uh, you head on down the hallway towards the uh, the, the critical care unit, uh, and as you approach the the like the main reception area on the like the, like the main like nurses station up there, uh, you are stopped by two uh, two guards. And they will ask you, what's your business here? Two badgeless. We have a piece of plastic that says we can come in, I think. And they'll take it from you, scan it. And who are you here to see? Chromium. Uh, once you once you say that name, uh, they will get uh, significantly more on edge. What's your business with, with Chromia? We're investigating the assault. Hold on a minute, I want to clear this. And they will back away for a few seconds, and they will. Uh, it sounds like they're they're calling up someone. Sense uh, motive. If you want to? Uh, sure, go for it. Six. <laughs> it seems legit to you. I trust them completely. <laughs> totally, uh, Magnum. If you want to try and intercept communications, you are more than welcome to try. Perception. Um. For you, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? You got more than enough uh, stuff on that. Uh, 30. With a 30, you can intercept that. Uh, yeah, and you can actually hear uh, Windblade's voice on the other end of that. So it looks like they are contacting uh, Windblade to see if it's all right to let you guys through. And she's all, exterminate them all. What? <laughs> <laughs> exterminate? And she will say that uh, that Magnum and the and every per- every person with him right now has the authority to uh, to go visit uh, Chromia if they want if they want. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. Right. Let me let me pass. <laughs> you set him up, Pat, and knock him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So they will uh, they will let the three of you through. How many of us really are there? Actually, Four, like five of us, right? Well, we, well, we got Nico with us too. Oh, right, yeah, right? Nico, Magnum Pythagoras, Nico, Wild Strike, Carapace. Because <clears throat> we don't have. Um, I mean, if Rex was le- here, there'd be le- like ten le- more Legionnaire. Yeah. Uh, Mike is uh, is Nico out or is he on your armor? No, he can be out. He won't be in gun mode unless you need him to be a gun. Gotcha. Make less, make makes people, sense. Makes people nervous. Yeah, yeah. Bringing, like, bringing like a loaded gun into a hospital, yeah, makes a bit nervous. <laughs> so, like, all the guns sticking off Carapace, you know. But those are a part of him. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, so uh, go ahead. You head down the hallway, and Chromia's room is down there on the left. 
Uh, while you're walking down, you can hear shouting coming from uh, down the hall. Oh no! Which in the direction, direction we're going? Yep, in the direction you're going. Shit! Uh, so yeah, you hear shouting. I don't need cosmetic replacements. Just patch me up and get. Me. Okay, why am I doing it in this like an Irish accent? <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch I have infected two of you now <laughs> It's only a matter of time until I get to the rest of you Is it the Connery virus? No, because then there can yeah. only be one There can be only one Let's see Scottish <laughs> It's true You hear shouting from down the hall? I don't need cosmetic replacements Fuck, god damn it, why... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die, but that's brilliant. Fuck, I give up. She's Irish now. <laughs> I don't need cosmetic replacements. Just patch me up and get me out of here. That's what you hear from down the hall. Let's get me out of here. Oot. And from that room, you see a pair of nurses run out, and you hear the sound of something being thrown against the wall. <laughs> what do you want to do? Uh, Keep walking? Yeah, let's get to the room. <laughs> Just be ready to talk. Like we walk towards bombs and explosions, like a, an unruly patient throwing something in a, in a tantrum. Like, we got that. Yeah. You know? she's, not being, she's not being attacked, so. Right. Hey, guys, the tempo of the music just changed. I'm going to patch it through over the intercom for you since I still got about 16 floors. <laughs> Magnus, can you cut the comps? Yeah, I was going to say, wait. <laughs> uh, Magnum, you press the button. You The door slides open, uh, and a laser blast heads towards your face. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but I wanted the yeah. laser blast to the face. <laughs> From the secret files of Teletran 1, Empire of Rust is written in GM by Michael Ordway. Headmaster Magnum and his partner Pythagoras are played by Matthew G. Denizen, the mysterious druid, is played by Adam H.U. The Decepticon warrior Wildstrike and his partner Nyko are played by Mike M. And Carapus, the Beast Soldier of Primitive Eucharist, is played by Patrick Finn. Additional characters are played by Michael and Cassandra Ordway. Empire of Rust is supported by the humans and networks of planet Earth, whose online networks provide access to libraries of sound effects and music, such as Storyblocks, Sasplat, Blue Zone, and Dark Fantasy Studios. We are distributed by the Transmissions Podcast Network. Stay up to date with all the latest news and reviews in the world of the Transformers by going to transmissionspodcast.com or searching for the Transmissions in your podcast app of choice. You can communicate with the heroes of Iacon by joining us on the Transmissions Discord channel. There you can discuss episodes, talk to the cast, and download the rule set used in the Empire of Rust. Teletran 1, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>